0: What is up, everyone? It is your host, Aaron Karras, once again with the main man, Christian Terce. How are you doing, bro? Doing good, buddy. Feels good to be back. Feels good to be back. Took a little break from you know their national break. There was nothing really good games on, so we you know we decided <laughs> to take a week off, recover a little bit. Yeah. And yeah, there was a bunch of games that happened this weekend that man it was fantastic yeah it was awesome there were so many sports that happened this weekend baseball was happening ncaa tournament mm-hmm. soccer man it was fantastic i loved it it was I cricket was... it's like, nah, cricket <laughs> 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 cricket out of <laughs> any sport cricket i'm just kidding like, i'm man. pretty sure it was hockey too but there was hockey yeah you're mm. right so the Caps played. There was yeah. yeah was even there a, were so many know, th- NBA, was there was so sport, many that were going on yeah. this weekend. But, hey, we enjoyed every bit of it. But we're not talking about other sports. We want to talk about the main one, the yeah, best buddy. one, which is football, a.k.a. soccer in the United States. <laughs> but, yeah. um, So let's get into this, shall we? Let's do it. Let's do this. So first in the Serie A, Milan dropping points, tying 1-1 to Sampdoria. Man, that is not a good result for Milan, especially uh, after the international break. That's not good. Not good but, at all. You know, that's... And even after that international break, you don't want to... You know, you're in league contention. And you don't want to draw straight off the bat. But tell me what you think about what happened in the game and how what this means for Milan going forward.
1: Um, Obviously not a good sign for Milan, you know. Like we were just saying, you want to go into... It's tough, really, going into the first game after international break just because a lot of players are away, not really training as much and stuff like that. So, um, But for Milan, they didn't look good until... And so Sampdoria picked up, picked up a, a red card. I believe it was Adrian Silva uh, picked up a red card in the second half. Before mm-hmm. then, honestly, it was all Sampdoria. And uh, Teo Hernandez had a had a bad pass. And literally played in the path of Guagliarella.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: uh, he ended up chipping down Aruma. So. Yeah, you can't give me a fun crack of That man can finish. Oh, yeah. He, he's almost 40, right? He's like yeah, he's, 38. He's like. like 38, but he can finish. But, yeah.
0: And they got a red card in the 59th minute. So, literally, yeah. as soon as Sampdoria scored... They got the red card, and then obviously ten men down. Yeah. AC obviously going to have, you know, you're down ten men, so obviously you're going to have a lot more possession, a lot more chances. But right. yeah, just not impressive. You know, I feel like we've been seeing this a lot with AC Milan lately. Is just in recent games. Like the, one impressive game that we can both say they look good in was against Roma when we talked about that game. Mm-hmm. That game they dominated Roma, but ever since then, they've looked kind of shaky. Ever since they've played that game, and I don't know whether it's the players or it's the manager or what's going on with them but they're not looking or like we predicted like they're coming back to earth yeah but it's just like you know you expect more yeah
1: because like you know early in the season they caught a nice wave and then they were riding on that wave and then you know after a run of a few bad games they dropped a lot of points you know and now they're in second and i think the gap between them and, and inter is now eight points so you know for them, I think when they were at first, there was like a decent gap for like five or six, you know. We were like, oh crap, maybe Milan might might pull it off and win it. But yeah, it doesn't look that way. And yeah, I don't know what's really going on with them. And then, you know, they exited out of Europa League against Man U. So, so not, things aren't really a good look for Milan this year. And they might drop out of top four the way that they're playing, honestly. It just depends on how they finish on the rest of the season. Yeah, I agree on that.
0: Because, you know, they're over-relying on Ibra, in my opinion. You know, obviously you have Rebich. Rebich is a ball player. Chan Noglu is a baller. Taylor Nandes is a good player, but they over-rely on the good players. There's not enough supporting cast in yeah. their lineup, other than the big
1: names, that I think can push them over the top. Yeah, and uh, even, in, you know, in this game, after the red card, you know, they started getting some chances. Rebich had a, a shot that was technically c- cleared off the line. Mm-hmm. Um, and then hogg uh, he uh, ended up scoring a, a nice little curler, you know, the, the back post. The young mm-hmm. man had a nice, uh, had a nice looking goal, and then Kessie, you know, he almost had the game winner in the ninetieth minute, mm-hmm. but he ended up uh, striking the post. So, just unfortunate for Milan to go out that way in this match. But you know, it shouldn't take till the sixtieth minute, you know, and for the opposing team to go. To go uh to lose you know, to go a man down for Milan to wake up and to try to create something. So yeah. just, just not impressive for Milan.
0: Yeah, I agree on that. And you know, hopefully, you know, they can turn it around because right now in their form, like you said, they might be out of you know, top four, they might go, you know, out of even top five, so yeah. at this rate. So you never know. But on to the next game and big two teams making big moves. We have oh, yeah. Napoli winning what was it, four three?
1: 4-3 uh, 4-3 And then
0: Atalanta winning 3-2 So big score lines. But yeah. first we we're talking about the Atalanta game Because you know Big boys of pot scoring Again <laughs> But yeah no Literally Yeah it was a good game From freaking Atalanta I'm looking at the stats And man They just Torched Freaking uh, Udinese
1: Yeah You know Luis Muriel Had a, had a brace as well in this game um, the first goal was was kind of funny. It went through the goalie's legs out of a, off of a deflection. he had enough time to react, but you know didn't get there in time. Mm-hmm. And then um, I think it was Ma- Malinovsky had uh, had two assists in this game. He assisted Muriel's second goal, and then he ended up assisting Zapata's goal. So uh, he had a play- he played a good game as well. You know, he had two assists, played the balls directly to their path in front of them. All they had to do was. You know, for Muriel, he went, Muriel, he went around the goalkeeper. Zapata just had to get a good first touch, grab his feet, and then strike it away. Mm-hmm. Um, but a good game for Atalanta. And then uh, I think it was 2-0 when Pereira scored for Udinese. Mm-hmm. And then when it was 3-1, um, Larson ended up scoring for for uh, Udinese as well. But, you know, it was actually it was a nice goal, the last one that Udinese had. But they just yeah. couldn't yeah, create Udinese. more at the end to, to give Udinese the tie. But, you know... I'm glad they didn't because it makes Serie A a bit more interesting as well as the Napoli win. But. Yeah, I agree on that. And then, you
0: know, it's interesting because, like, if you look at the duo of Muriel and Zapata, they might be best duo in Serie A, like, competitive, like, attacking-wise. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, the, Zapata, we already know what Zapata is. Zapata is as absolute bar, but Muriel, he's gone on with the radar a little bit, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I think and, sure. but, yeah, they played well this game and obviously you know it's big for them because they're hunting for a top spot that top five spot even yeah. top four it's massive boost for them especially with napoli as well winning three four three yeah that's a massive win and that game was even crazier because i was like whoo
1: yeah that game was wild. that game was, wild. was that seven goals in this game
0: seven goals against catrone catrone like catrone like jeez catrone scoring three against napoli that's like unheard of yeah patrone we ain't talking about But yeah That game was crazy Tell me what you think About that game bro Um
1: It was a good game I think it was pretty You know Obviously Napoli Played a Played a better game But the fact that Um I don't know if it's Crotrone Crotone Whatever it's called I'd say Crotrone Crotrone
0: Crotrone Yeah That's what (laughs) (laughs) I
1: we're not from there, so it's okay. yeah, we'll butcher the name. But um, but yeah, we were, I think Napoli were up what three mm-hmm. one, and then they ended up coming back and tying it three mm-hmm. three. So the fact that you know a team that is last in the league, you know, the fact that they went ahead and scored three against Napoli isn't a good sign. But you know, at the end of the day, it's all about uh, making sure you get those three points against about a half teams, because especially you know this late at the season, I don't think they're gonna come out of last place, but. You know, those are the teams that are that are giving it all to the to the very end, so that they can you know salvage a point at least. So um, good for Napoli. Um, some good bangers as well. I remember Mertens had a great free kick. That was a you know absolute banger. I think uh, um, Osimhen's uh, first goal, which was the second goal of the game, was a nice little link-up play between Insigne <laughs> and Fabian yeah. Ruiz, and then Insigne plays it a uh, plays it across mm-hmm. to Osimhen. It was like a it was like a messy Jordi Alba type goal mm-hmm. so it was nice uh, but yeah and then Di Lorenzo ends up finding the the fourth goal at the end which was good yeah. for for Napoli to you know catch his two points yeah cause
0: they would've been ripped if they lost that lead oh up yeah up 3-1 Gattuso obviously we you know Gattuso is the lead fantasy but he would've been oh yeah oof, he would've been like really oh he would've been pissed yeah yeah he would've been mad he would've been like yo what the hell y'all
1: doing was like already a mad person you know even when he played he was a Little bulldog getting stuck in, you know, and getting people's heads. So, imagine yeah. if they would have lost his game <laughs> or, or tied. <laughs> yeah, he would have definitely
0: given his players a lash in the training. Yeah. The next day. It would be been like, yo. Spence sp- off. Spence sp- the whole sp- training <laughs> session. Yeah, especially since they have the big game coming up against Juve. Yeah. That'd be, that would have been a massive yeah. confidence blow. That yeah. would have been oh, whew, straight down the tube. Because, you know, 3-1 lead against, you know, the last place team in this area, and you
1: allow them to tie... Yeah. That would have been a massive blow in confidence. Yeah, it yeah. would have not been good, but luckily it didn't happen, so hopefully <laughs> this next game is going to be a good one to watch. Exactly.
0: This game will be Napoli-Juventus game. That's going to be an amazing game. Oh, yeah. But speaking of Juventus, they tied to Turin in the Turin derby 2-2, and yeah, I don't know what is going on with Juventus.
1: Yeah. What's going on with them? Yeah, and even in the the second goal that that Torino scored, Kulusevski, you know, passes the ball back. To, he was trying to pass the ball back to I don't know if it was Delikt or someone, but Sanabria, who scored the had a goal already mm-hmm. in this game, you know he picks it up and he goes ahead and and, and you know takes on Delikt one v one and and shoots near post and Chesney I think should have saved it, but this, you know this ha- has happened to Juventus all season. You know they don't pick up their heads as to where they want to pass the ball and they go ahead and give it to a player to an opposing player in no man's land or straight to their feet and you know they get punished for it. So. Not surprised it happened again, but still surprised that it keeps happening. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: like you know, by the end by this time in the season, you would expect to have those issues already fine-tuned and have not not happen. Right. But for some reason, it's always with Juventus that this always happens. We saw it in the Champions League. We saw it. We've seen it in Cold multiple Serie A games. Mm-hmm. Like when is this gonna stop? Yeah. Like is like literally when they lost when they tied against who was it? When they lost against one, what was it? One nil. Who
1: they face? Uh, I can't remember. I remember, can't remember. I remember. it happened against Porto. Mm-hmm. It happened against Inter Milan, which Inter Milan did not capitalize in the Coppa in the Copa Italia. And then you know this keeps happening. You know, and it's all the, and it happens from all the midfield players. You know, I know it's happened to Artur, Bentancur, It So to Goulouchevski
0: twice. Goulouchevski twice, exactly. Twice, yeah. and that was one of them was against. Uh, I remember it was against. Oh, who was it? Uh, I remember the game. I think it was against... Was it Napoli?
1: It might have been. It might have been Napoli. <laughs> it was against just, someone. It was against
0: someone. I remember <laughs> what the team was. They won the game, though. But still, we've seen this happen multiple times. And it's just like... It makes you question what Adrian Palo's doing. Like, you yeah. know, enforcing these things that, um on his uh, on his team, on training. Like, yeah. what does this mean for him going forward yeah. as a manager?
1: Right. Yeah, he's definitely has to uh, clean some things up, you know. Uh, with his with his midfield players and to to avoid these situations but until then you know it's it's like they just keep shooting themselves in the foot so doesn't look good for Juve, but luckily for them you know uh, big man Ronaldo came in at the uh, in the second half and uh, it was funny his goal his header that went in was originally ruled off sides by the by the linesman but then VAR go ahead goes ahead and checks it as always and, they were, and, you know, he was, all, he was on. So, good yeah, for them that they at least salvaged the point.
0: Yeah, VA are coming in clutch there. But, yeah, because if they would have lost this game, they would have been outside, you know, top five. And that would have been, oof,
1: yeah on the he, hot seat. Oh, yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure, yeah. He definitely would have been the hot seat if they wouldn't make Europe. But, I mean, with their talent, they should... Easily get top four. But we'll see what happens. And uh, in this game, you know, either team could have won at the end. Bentancourt had a, a shot that, mm-hmm. uh, yep. that Sirigu had, like, a fingertip save that came off the post. And then Sanabria almost completes his hat-trick that uh, Chesney ends up ends up saving. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was actually a pretty good game. I was very, very surprised, even though uh, Torino is, what, two points above relegation. You know, it, it's always a derby, so you never really know. And again, it's against one of those teams that are, are trying to to fight to, to stay in the in the Serie A. So mm. those games are always interesting. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but hey, we'll see. But also the final game in the Serie A that we won't talk about is Bologna versus Inter Milan. Yeah. Uh yeah, let's just say it was just just pretty boring. Very boring. Yeah. Like Inter obviously just <laughs> getting one goal, that's all they needed. Yeah. And Bologna just didn't recreate much. Yeah. It was yeah just... Bologna
1: was was looking pretty pretty rough. You know, then they they could have made the game more interesting if they actually could place a shot you know mm. everything was either at the keeper or above or wide you know mm. uh, from the goal so but yeah Lukaku gets uh scores a pretty funny goal was off of his rebound <laughs> yeah. um if you watch the highlights you'll see what I'm talking about it was kind of weird but uh in the second half Lautaro ends up you know taking a strike that comes off the post and then after that you know that was pretty much the whole game not yeah. much really happened all, all Inter had to do was go there, score a goal, not concede one, especially away, and they're able to do that. So now they're eight points clear of Milan, with the game in hand. Mm-hmm. So so things are looking looking great for Inter.
0: Yeah, looking fantastic for Inter, especially going into the later you know last leg of the season. This yeah. is massive. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, talking about the standing standings. So here are the standings currently. So Inter with sixty eight points with the game in hand, AC Milan in second with sixty, Atalanta in third with fifty eight, Juventus in fourth with fifty six. Napoli, no, sorry, Juventus in fourth with 56. Napoli in fifth with 56 as well. But the only difference between them is goal difference. Yeah. And then Lazio in is sixth, and then Roma is in seventh. So yeah, this the Juventus Napoli game is gonna be literally the per the team that's gonna get essentially
1: into the Champions League and the per, the team that's gonna be in Europa League. Right. Yeah. And I wish you. Oh, not wish, but it'd been it'd have been cool to see if this was like the last week. Mm. Uh, the last match week of Serie Odyssey, you know, who's you know fights at the death, Juventus Napoli to get into either Europa League or oh my god or Champions League. But then Europe, you know, Juventus still have a chance because they uh, play in the Coppa Italia. Oh, either one of them do, don't they? Because isn't it Napoli Juventus? It's Juventus it Atalanta. Atalanta. Atalanta's okay. Atalanta's. So you know, even if they came fifth, they still have a chance to, to make it to Champions League. But, yeah, yeah, still be cool. But uh, for Wednesday, you know, there's there's two pretty massive games um first Juventus and Napoli play um on Wednesday at 12:45 and mm-hmm. then Inter you know they have a game in hand as well they play against Sassuolo at 1245, 1245 same exact time so you know we'll see who comes who's going who's going to claim that that fourth place spot at least for now um Unless they draw. But Yeah, unless hope it's not a draw. I want to see like a I want to really, see. really good game. Because we can watch this, and you can watch you know Champions League right after. So Exactly.
0: So it's going to be a festive day on Wednesday. But we're yeah. going to do it. predictions later on <laughs> when We at the end, as you all know. But we move. So shout out to the Instagram page. Champions League bracket challenge. You know, it's going to be interesting how yep. this is going to come out. Because, hey, y'all might win some money, y'all might not. But, hey, we move. But, <laughs> yeah, on to the Premier League. The first game that... Happened the prem was Chelsea versus West Brom and West Brom absolutely annihilating Chelsea five to two, yeah. And Chelsea was up two one, and they pretty much uh, Thiago Silva got a red card and they conceded the four straight
1: goals. They were up one nil. Yeah, they were up one nil. One nil. That's what it was. Yeah, man. Christian Christian Pulisic with his uh, scoring. I yeah, think. yeah, he scored a rebound off of a Marcos Alonso free kick mm-hmm. that the goalkeeper tips and it comes off the post, falls into you know. The American lad Pulisic, you know, it was good to see, you know, this is his first goal under Thomas Tuchel, so, mm-hmm. well, at, he uh, said at, at Chelsea, and, um, and um yeah, you know, things were looking good, Chelsea was looking good, and then Thiago Silva, you know, his first challenge, his first yellow, you know, I'll give it to him, it was a smart foul, right at the box, okay. The second one, you know, there's a player, a West Brom player who takes a horrendous shot, misses the goal completely, but he lunges into the tackle, didn't have to do that, mm-hmm. you know. Obviously, took the player out with with both of his legs, and he, you know, he gets a second yellow. It was so dumb. You exactly. Know? Chelsea could have been could have been smooth sailing, looking good. Because it wasn't until then that West Brom looked like a much better team. You know, mm-hmm. it looked like the the Barcelona of Pep Guardiola. You know, <laughs> <laughs> just just finesse and everything. You know, mm-hmm. playing one twos, playing the ball into the open space. You know, stretching out the opponent. So you know, obviously Chelsea being a man down helped out West Brom, but West Brom looked good for and to lose by and to concede five goals to a team that's nineteenth in the Premier League. Yeah, that's and you know Thomas Tuchel. We've been praising Thomas Tuchel's uh, um, you know Chelsea side because of how well they've been doing defensively. Before this game, they only conceded two goals. In this game, they conceded five. So and they scored, I think, what uh, was it, two or three goals? They scored right before. Um, it was. I think it was two. Right before half. Right before half. We both in like stoppage time. I was like, what the mm-hmm. hell is going on, man? It was crazy. And, you know, um, Jorginho had a had an awful game, at least in mm-hmm. the first half, just creating yeah. <laughs> so many mistakes, back passes, you know, that were. He was looking like Kluczewski <laughs> in, in terms of not looking at passing the That's ball. Facts. So so it looked, it looked really bad. Yeah, but, it was just tragic
0: because, you know, this is his first loss under his campaign. Yeah. And you lose, you know, obviously you were expecting Chelsea to dominate this game. And in the first 20 minutes, after they saw the first goal, obviously, you're like, okay, Chelsea's got this in the bag. And then Tiago Silva with that red card, and you concede literally five goals at the end of the, end of the game. Unacceptable.
1: Yeah. And then, uh, you know, second half starts, same thing. West Brom on on, that, on the high right there. In, and, uh, you know, and then Mason Mount comes in. He, the one that Mason Mount commits the error when they play a, a through ball, mm-hmm. I think was off of a corner, West Brom, you know, just starts uh, countering, and it was a lovely team goal, I believe it was the fourth goal, mm-hmm. and then um, after that, you know, after that couple minutes later, um, Mason Mount pulls one back, 4-2, and then in the 90th uh, minute, Robinson ends up scoring his brace, you know, dinks the ball over, over Mendy, you know, 5-2, so... This is also, you know, this is not a game. Hopefully, just a game and we'll forget for for Chelsea. You know, especially going into Champions League. So hopefully they can just take this L and just you know pick up their heads and keep moving forward because this could be, you know, this could diminish their their confidence, yeah. especially losing to a team like that going against um on Porto. You know, who if shoot if West Ham did that to them, yeah. I was about I was gonna say like you lose five
0: two against West Brom. Imagine what Porto will yeah. could do with you know. We obviously we saw what they did against fucking Juventus. Yeah. So, you know, you it's not out of the realm of possibility that this could happen.
1: Yeah.
0: And, obviously, international break, players coming back, Timo Werner, obviously, Oof. is in terrible form. Like,
1: oh, awful.
0: Like, awful form. Literally, yeah, let's just say that was the only highlight that happened in the whole international game was Timo Werner playing absolutely <laughs> woeful yeah. for the entire, like, German, uh, European qualifiers. Yeah, completely missed the sitter. Completely <laughs> <laughs> missed the sitter. against North Macedonia. Yeah, against so Macedonia. Yeah, but this is massive. Like, obviously, international break is going to affect them and all that. But still, you know, you have a Champions League game coming up in what? I think play next week. Oh no, they play tomorrow. Oh, they play tomorrow. All games are tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, all games
1: are today and tomorrow.
0: Yeah, so they play tomorrow. You know, that's massive. Yeah. You know, come you obviously want to go run, you know, obviously start running when you come back from international break, international break, but, you know, it's, you know, against
1: West Brom, you're not expecting Chelsea to drop points against them. Yeah, and, you know, West Brom is a team, I mean, I guess you can say West Brom's trying to get out of the legation zone, but the gap between them, Fulham, and Newcastle is pretty big, that this might, you know, shoot West Brom out of the out of the bottom three, but, you know, it might inspire something, but I think it's a little a Little too hard to say right yeah. now. <laughs> right now, it's a little hard to say. It might <laughs> but, be a little too late, but yeah, it might be. I think it might be a little bit too late, but yeah. Come on, now you're not, you're not playing against a team in the top in the top flight or a team that's right above legation That's you know doing everything in their power to 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 win the game. You know, yeah. So yeah, agree. just not good for Chelsea. Hopefully, they can just put this behind them and, and keep moving forward. Yeah, we both agree and hope that happens. But yeah, we'll
0: on to next game, which was Man City versus Leicester. Really good game on paper, but when they played out man city just once again dominant oh yeah once sure. again just dominant this entire game yeah leicester had a few chances but they mm-hmm. weren't really clear and man city just looked once again just dominant
1: over leicester yeah and the the biggest thing i took away from this game is how much depth they have you know i've been saying it all you know throughout this podcast but it was a game that voted play in playing um Kundigan, Joe Cancelo, mm-hmm. a bunch of starters didn't play in this game. You know, it was good to see Aguero out there uh, getting some minutes in. A bit of Jesus, but you know, we're able to put you know two goals against Leicester, and it could have been three. Fernandinho had a had a had a banger that was actually caught offside. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like in the fourth minute, I believe. Yeah. And after that, you know, they just they just looked a lot better. Kevin De Bruyne had an amazing game.
0: Yeah, two, they literally set up. He got an assist and set up the first goal exactly. So
1: he was pivotal in this yeah. game. And then Mars came in. You know, uh, uh, De Bruyne plays him a perfect through ball. Should have done a lot better against his former club. Uh, Mares should have. And then, but uh, it didn't go in. So he could have. Uh, couldn't have had two two assists. Could have been involved in all in all. Uh, De Bruyne could have been involved in all three goals, but fortunately, he wasn't. But. Yeah. Well, technically, he didn't have an assist, but I'm because for some reason.
0: Gabriel Jesus the it Reap Rossinger it Back to cross and, Yeah you know, was, But I'll give it A Kevin Boyd Assist Because literally It could have been Just a tap in But yeah. Nah, yeah. It just shows How pivotal He is To that man City Midfield And how Like you said How much depth They have Because yeah. they have So many talented Midfielders That you can play In center mid You have Bernardo Silva, You can play center mid You have uh, Kevin and Broin, Good New one. You have so many Much depth You have Phil Foden You can full, play in there Phil Foden Exactly There's so much Key Many Um key players that you can just slot in in different positions and it's just insane how they literally can they don't have to play with a forward essentially right exactly
1: you know they can either play with like in this game they play with what, two strikers mm-hmm. you could always and you know we've seen them so much and i think they play best when they play a false nine so there's just so much that the card dealer can do with you know this squad and this much depth in this team that you know it's 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 dangerous you know i wouldn't want to play man city that's all I can say. Exactly. And obviously, Leicester's in top...
0: They're top three. They're in third. Yeah. So, obviously, there wasn't an easy game for them. And they just looked dominant this right. entire game. And it just continues to prove that Man City is the best team in Europe, in my opinion.
1: Right. For sure. I think so, as well. And, um, you know, James Madison, you know, came into this game for Leicester a little bit. He came in the second half. You know, he's coming back from injury. So, he had a couple of chances that he could have converted. It might have turned this into a different game. But, you know, it didn't they, uh, they didn't go in. So... Man City go away with this two-no win, and now they're uh, 14 points clear of Man U. But Man U uh, and all the other you know teams in the top, in the top uh, you know seven points or places, they all have a game in hand. So yeah, so Man City used to have a game in hand. And yeah, now they one or two. Now they're the one that has played <laughs> pretty much all the games. I, st- so. I seriously don't understand
0: how, like, one team can have so many games in, yeah, in hand and then just have, like, so many over yeah, the next
1: one. Good old COVID season.
0: Yeah, God, I gotta love it. But on to the most, in my opinion, the game that really shocked how they played and the expectations that oh, yeah. we had this season was Liverpool versus Arsenal. Yeah. Liverpool winning 3 0. It's supposed to be game of the week. It's supposed to be game of the week. <laughs> and they beat Arsenal. Three 0 They thrashed and
1: Arsenal. Arsenal, look, they had no chances. If you watch the highlights, Arsenal had zero chances. Yeah, I think the best chance they had was a was a Pepe header. That was actually if, even if it went in, it would have been caught off. It would have caught off sides for for Aubameyang's run. You know, he's the one that put the cross in. But yeah, Arsenal looked really bad. But yeah. you know, Liverpool looking looking really strong. know was back in the midfield. You know, and it looks like that's the difference maker for this squad. So
0: yeah, that. You know, um, Trent actually getting some crosses in that actually were threatening. Yeah, I'm Not- sure he was working on that during the international breaks and didn't get called up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they really pissed him off. Oh, for and sure, yeah. Obviously, you know, he needs to gain his confidence, and this game definitely helped him out with that. Yeah. But, you know, obviously, going into Champions League,
1: this is a massive boost for them. Oh, for sure, yeah. Because even, uh, we'll get into into their opponent's strategy later, but... Um, but yeah, the way that our Liverpool are going into this game compared to Madrid, they look a lot stronger. Yeah. So, especially with this game against Arsenal, which is a team that we've been praising, you know, because they've been playing well. They played well against um, uh, Tottenham in the North London Derby. You know, they're, they're playing well in Europa League. So you expect more from this Arsenal team, but they obviously have some players out, but not that much, I think, that would make that much of a difference to this team. Uh, but yeah, you know, David Diogo Jota came into this game, had a brace. Um, he's... Gain, gaining his fitness back. Uh, Mohamed Salah had a wonderful uh, a wonderful goal that went through the legs of Brent Leno as well. So Liverpool looking good. And, uh, you know, they can, they're one of the teams that are trying to get back into the top four um, fight. So, you know, they're right there. Um, just with a few more results like this and these performances, they can definitely get there.
0: Yeah, I agree. And to be honest, like having Fabinho and Thiago in that midfield definitely helped them oh, out yeah. big time. Because Thiago was absolutely amazing this game. yeah. And Tiago put a great game. He was fantastic. He was just cutting off plays, distributing. He looked fantastic. Oh, yeah. And people were down in that, always oh, is be a bad signing? Now nah, he's a great signing for them. Oh, yeah. Any team is better with Tiago in that. Exactly. For sure. He has an absolute baller. Exactly. And I think also having Fabinho as a CDM allows them to, um, you know, get. It, you don't have to rely on him being a center back. You have a true CDM playing as a CDM that can stop plays. Right. And so exactly. it allows them to play back to the, you know, the um, the style they play when they won the league. Yeah. And I think it just brings
1: them immense confidence. Yeah, not many people understand how important a center defensive mid is, you know. He's the one that breaks down the attack and also distributes you, uh, the opposing attack, and he's the one that distributes you, distributes, and he's basically that back, the backbone of any important team, you know. That's why I keep. I've always praised Sergio Busquets my entire life as a Barca fan because he's just so clinical in that role, and you can see that from Favinho as well. You know, he's a very, very important player. When he when they pulled him out from that from the that from the injuries they had earlier this season, you know, Liverpool could not win the game at home to save their life. So now you see Liverpool playing a lot better, and uh, you know, obviously you have players like Jota that can that can come into a game and, and take a couple chances when the other guys can't. So they do it. But Fabinho is definitely a very important player in this team. Exactly. And,
0: you know, obviously this gives them good confidence going to the Champions League and, hey, they're literally two points away from getting into that Europa League and I think they're three points away from getting in the Champions League spot. So, they still have a chance to, you know, make something happen. Oh, yeah.
1: The season isn't over, you know, and they're, uh, they've got, what, 30, 30 games played. So, they still have, what, eight games left, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, plenty of time, and plenty of games to, to make sure that that something happens and you know they can get far in the Champions League as well you never know what can happen so exactly. if they just gotta keep uh, the momentum going keep gaining that confidence and keep winning these games so exactly. see what happens
0: yeah we'll see what happens but on to the final game that was big in the Prem was happened yesterday which was West Brom versus Wolves and man big boy Jesse Lingard yo it was West ballin Ham. oh West Ham oh West Ham That's okay my bad. It's okay. I'm sorry. It's okay. I, I know. I forgive you. But it no. was West Ham. West Ham. <laughs> yeah. West Ham versus Wolves. But man, Jesse Lingard, straight balling. Lingardino. Big boy
1: Lingardino. Balling. What The game. Yo, he had oh my a goal and assist. And he had a pre assist. And a pre assist. And the second goal. He was involved in all the in all in all goals and you know, West all the Wolves couldn't contain him. You know, he played uh, put a pretty great game in the first goal that he had. You know, he picked up the ball from uh, I want to say a good 70 yards out from the opposing goal and just, you know, just takes on his space. Um, Mikel Antonio makes a perfect run across to draw a defender. You know, he cuts to his left, and he slides it past Rui Patricio, Patricio with ease. And then in the second goal, you know, they played a ball over top to him. It looked, you know, into the corner, into the, literally into the corner, and looks at the ball's on the balance. He gets there, does this touch and turn with a little flick over mm-hmm. uh, uh, to get to get by Nelson, Nelson Semedo and um Husuaka was mm-hmm. there and he plays it to, to Fournaz right mm-hmm. and Fournaz just strikes it home yeah so. and then his assist to um to Bowen. Bowen yeah oh. yo I
0: don't know what those defenders doing there oh was, five. He was like,
1: yeah five or six around him like no one committed a tackle and
0: they were just standing there just watching them and he was just pay- and then gave a outside of the boot pass to Bowen and Bowen just yeah. finishes near their post yeah. and it was just like what are y'all doing? Yeah, no
1: one wanted to touch the Mario Lingardino. He's just too nice. <laughs> he is nice. He's been playing great for West Ham. Right. Fantastic. And that's, you know, a lot of people are saying, "Why did Manu let him go, or not let him go, but let him leave on loan?" I mean, Manu's still doing well this season, but you know, there is a lot of competition in Manchester right now. So, if anything, this helps Jesse Lingard so that he can, you know, go into next season or even going into the Euros. We'll see if he gets called up, but this will help him. Help him a lot going into the next season. I think you yeah, know, he's getting a lot more playing time, a lot more consistent. And all they're gonna do, if he's still there, you know, he can be like, oh shoot, maybe I should play this guy. So, yeah,
0: I checked his stats. He has six goals in eight games.
1: You no, know, it's awesome. That's and, fantastic. It's, and, and as soon as he got to West Ham, it's like everything, you know, everything was perfect. You know, everything went well for him. Shoot, maybe they, maybe West Ham is thinking about buying him. We'll see what happens. But yeah,
0: but Wolves had chances to win this game though. Oh, Wolves you know, could have
1: definitely won this game. They could have
0: definitely won this game. They had a like, majority of the go- chances they had were in the first half. Yeah. And they definitely could have put some away. Um, they had one
1: header off the post. Yeah. And I was like, oof. Yeah, there was one that was off the post by, uh, by Pudens. Mm-hmm. Like put The Shortest guy on the, on the field. <laughs> he ends <laughs> yeah, up it was- header in the ball, right? And it comes off the crossbar. And then there was another one that uh, I think was Traore. I think he put a ball in. And William Jose doesn't make the best contact on the, on the ball, but it comes off of a defender. And then. Um, Fabianski is forced to make a save and Neto is literally right in front of goal just for easy tapping and and he hits it with the outside of his left boot somehow and it goes out of bounds. Yeah, I was like, yeah, he should have just like tapped it in just like,
0: in soul just tap it in just get it over with but he right. decides to hit it with the outside of his foot and it
1: goes wide and i'm yeah. like like oh my gosh but yeah put that away exactly get paid for those exactly <laughs> this
0: is what you get paid for it literally just happens yeah
1: and then den donker uh gets uh, gets across from trioria troria made a fantastic run on the left link and i don't know if you knew this or not but Troy had not scored or assisted at all this season and he finally got his first assist on this then Donker goal uh, mm-hmm. on Saturday or yesterday, yeah. That's crazy. So it was pretty, it was pretty wild, but good from Troy to get on this on the statute, I guess. Yeah, finally but, after you know being three games? 4 done with the season. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so uh, he ends up you know scoring that one, and then Fabio Silva, the young man, he ends up getting a nice over the top ball from Neto, takes a good first touch, and just you know slots it to the far post, and three two. Um, but yeah. but yeah, it was a good game. And, you know, West Ham, obviously that bumps
0: them up to fourth place. Yeah, they like creeped, up, they creeped back in there. So, mm-hmm. And yeah, they're doing well. Obviously, they don't have to worry about any other games besides the Prem. So it's obviously important because all the other teams that are, um, them and Leicester are the only other teams that don't have to worry about a Champions League or Europa
1: League right. situation. So it's good for them. Yeah, all they have to do is focus on this and, and keep getting points. And do you think they're going to end up in the top four or what? Do I think West
0: Ham is going to end up in the top four? In my opinion, the way they play, it's very different from every team in the top four besides maybe Leicester. Because Leicester plays somewhat counter, but they pay a little bit of possession. West Ham is just true counter. And in my opinion, I think they can if they just keep playing the way they are and just keep doing them. Obviously, Lingard better be playing every game because he's your your best player. Him and Mikel Antonio better be playing every game because they're
1: your two best players. Unfortunately, he got hurt um, in this game. He got pulled up a hamstring injury because Mikel Antonio was balling this game. He was absolutely balling. uh, Wolves' defenders couldn't stop him. Oh, not at all. Couldn't even get near him.
0: Exactly. But in my opinion, if everyone's fit and they continue playing the way they are, I think... West Ham can make top four.
1: Yeah, I think they can. I think it's possible. I think it's just going to be really tough for them because you know you, they've got Chelsea right behind them, um, one point difference, and they've got Tottenham and Liverpool, which are both tied at forty nine points. So, you know, those are those are bigger teams with better players, in my opinion. Um, but you know, West Ham's had has been in good, in recent form. They've been playing playing pretty well, so they could pull it off. But I think it's going to be really really tough, especially. With the form that Liverpool's in right now depends on how Chelsea uh, bounces back after this win and Tottenham how they bounce back after drawing against Newcastle. So if those other teams get it right and can, you know, keep gaining points, I think it's going to be really tough for West Ham, in my opinion. Yeah, so you think you're not going to make it? Uh, I don't think so, but I would like to see them there. At least the Europa League spot, you know, right in fifth. But uh, I think it's going to be really, really tough. Yeah, because you know you got, dude, Chelsea, Tottenham, Liverpool right behind them, so mm-hmm. it's going to be very difficult for them. Yeah, that's going to be very difficult. But who knows what David Moyes can do? He can pull something out the bag.
0: You maybe. You never know. <laughs> that's what we love about football. It's unpredictable, so yeah. you never know what's going to happen. But yeah, that's it for the Prem and one game.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: one game that happened. It was a replay. It was the Copa del Rey final from 2020. 2020. Yeah. Real Sociedad versus Atletico. Bobao and man, that the Real Sociedad coach had one of the greatest press conferences I think I've ever seen yeah. in my life.
1: Yeah, if you haven't seen it, check it out. It was really, it was, it was, that was the best thing about the game. <laughs> yeah, literally, the best thing about the game was the press conference. Yeah, um, my man, Emmanuel Al Alguacil after the game, you know, he, uh, <laughs> he's giving a press conference, ends up taking off his jacket, throws the Real Sociedad a jersey on, holds up the scarf, and at the top of his lungs, just screams out their chant and it was the funniest thing but it was awesome because you know just so much passion you know he played in their academy he he played there as well and now he's now he's their coach and this is that's the first major trophy in 34 years exactly so he definitely you know he felt this in his heart you know Mm -hmm. as a fan and everything he was like oh my gosh he's like this is the perfect time to do it so yeah like this is this is it and hey to be honest this game was Boring, but oh, they yeah. capitalized on the one PK that. Yeah. They... Mikel Yarzával had a PK. Mm-hmm. And he slots it home. It was kind of crazy how it happened, you know. Um, obviously, it was it was all day uh, a PK. Um, Inigo Martinez, you know, was the was the guy who fouled the so that player. He gets shown a straight red mm-hmm. from the ref, yeah. but then you know he goes back to VAR, and then he sees that you know it wasn't really intentional, so he takes the red back, shows him a yellow. I was surprised to see that, really, because i don't Rouse, you know, when they look at something like that or when they see it from that close, they, they, they stick with their gut. They're like, all right, straight red, screw it. He must mm-hmm. have got a call from VAR to go look, take a look at it. Did so, and he pulls back the red, gives the guy yellow. But, yeah, all your side of the scores. That's pretty much the only thing that happened in this game. Yeah, literally, uh, I thought Bobao was going to play better in this game, and they
0: didn't. They had one chance in the first half that... Um, you know, they could have gone in, yeah. but
1: other than that, they really didn't do much. Yeah, they didn't really do much at all, yeah. You know, I'm surprised, because... Yeah, because they could have won, you know, this Copa del Rey, which is a repeat of last year's, and as we know, in, what, like, 10, 12 game days or so, they play against um, Barcelona for this year's Copa del Rey final, so they could, they could have won both, they can still win one, but they can also strike out and... Miss both, miss both,
0: so exactly, and yeah, that was really the only thing that really happened. Yeah, that game, and man, that press conference was fantastic. I loved it. It was fantastic. <laughs> I was, like, was like, like, yo, this it. is the best press conference yeah. I think I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh my god. Yeah,
1: if you uh, if you haven't seen it yet, you know you don't have to know how to <laughs> spell his name, but just look up. We have manager press conference. That's literally it. that's literally all I have to do. Don't you have to emphasize was against Bilbao. He's got to put that. It's everywhere. So, you'll see it. Yeah, you'll see it.
0: But, on to the league games. First game that happened was Real Madrid versus Eibar. Real Madrid winning 2-0. Comfortable victory for them. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was an easy game for them. Oh,
1: super easy. So,
0: yeah. it was just like, you know, after international break, it's like, literally, international break, here's a layup. Just Eibar, here you go.
1: Yeah, literally. It was it was funny because in this game, I think they had three goals called back for offsides. Um, and could have been six really you know if those three goals would have gone in they had two that happened this game and Benzema got literally a gift in front of goal but he ends up wasting it he uh one of the a bar defenders doesn't see that he's right that Benzema's behind them. passes it tries passing it back to his keeper literally no one was no one was at least five maybe ten yards away from Benzema and he tried to take on the goalie but uh, the goalie gets you know doesn't fall for it, and he ends up making a, a crucial save. But, but yeah, comfortable win for this uh, for this game. Um, this game from Madrid, and Asensio had a great game. Mm-hmm. Um, he, did. he had one of the goals that was ruled back. It was actually nice. Nice little back heel that went through the goalie's um, legs. And then mm-hmm. after that, you know, he got called off. A few minutes after that, he picks up a ball from Casemiro, takes a solid first touch, opens up his hips, and just insteps it far post. Goalie had no chance. Mm-hmm. So, good game for him going into the... Into the game against the, uh Liverpool for Champions League, so. exactly, and yeah, so literally,
0: Real Madrid just dominate this game. That's yeah. essentially what happened, and yeah, good game, you know, good win for them. Hopefully, you know, they mess up in the Champions League, in my opinion. But <laughs> hey, I give props where it's due. They played well this game, right? And yeah, they, you know, obviously they have a lot of center backs out, so yeah, we'll see what happens with their situation
1: there. Yeah, yeah, Varane today was ruled out for the. For the first leg of the Champions League due to COVID. Hope is too in two series. And um, he's going to miss that game and El Clasico, which is going to be this weekend. Ramos out for four weeks um, off, of a, off of a muscle injury picked up over international break. So we're going to see, you know, Mletao in that position. Nacho as well, in my opinion. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But on to the next game,
0: which was shocking from... One of the sides. But it was Sevilla versus Atletico Madrid. And Sevilla coming out with the victory. 1-0. Come on. Yes, Sevilla. Yes, Sevilla. <laughs> but man, tell me, what what's going on with this? I thought, yo, they had no chances in this game. They yeah. created nothing. What's going on with them?
1: Yeah, I watched this game and uh, I've let it go. You remember how against Chelsea they were trying to high press and they left a bunch of gaps open? Mm-hmm. It was very similar to that in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, Atletico just didn't look good, you know. Their, their clearest chance was um, the pass that Suarez gave Correa mm-hmm. which he should have yeah. finished. By the way, Correa yeah. had you know had all the time in the world, could even take the touch if he wanted to. Um, but big man Bono made an amazing save to to seal the victory for Sevilla and mm-hmm. give both Barca and Madrid, you know, well Real Madrid. Hopes uh, fans um, hope to still win the Liga, so or at least to to to, to press Atletico a bit more. But but yeah, this didn't look good, you know. And I don't know. I'm wondering how let-to-go fans feel about Simeone right now, knowing that they got embarrassed in the Champions League, have let nine points slip. They were ten points clear of both Barca and Madrid. Now it's down to one. So you know yeah. he. Uh, is he going to be there for much longer? I don't know. Um, it's just not a good not a good run for Atletico at the moment. Yeah, I agree on that. So
0: tell me about that penalty that Sevilla had in the opening game with Ivan Rakitic. Yeah, Rakitic
1: got stomped on. Yeah, man. he got stomped on. Yeah, he yep. got stepped on by Saul mm-hmm. and Lucas Ocampo. This is the second miss, second PK miss, um, missed against us in the, or against Barca in the, in the Copa del Rey semifinal. And then he misses this game or misses this game against uh, Atletico. And then these are two consecutive PK saves from Jano Black. He mm-hmm. saved one last week, I think it was against Levante, I can't remember. I think it was Hata- H- H- Hatafe. H- Hatafe. Hatafe, yeah, it could yeah. have been Hatafe. I forget. Yeah, I'm sure you're right. Um, one of those guys. And then you know, he saved this this PK against Ocampo. So O'Black looks looks good. You know, he's one of the best goalkeepers in the world. But at the end of the day there's not much he can do. You know, like even in the and even in Sevilla's goals, lovely link of play between Suso, Rakitic. Navas makes a run um, behind uh, I think it was. I forget what player it was. It might have been um, um, Trippier. No, I don't think so. it was the no, other wait, side. I think it was Trippier. Was it? It yeah. might have been. I can't remember. But uh, you know, he gets a he saves the ball before it was out of bounds. Puts a good cross in. Marcus Acuna. He's there. Just heads it far post. Literally nothing the old can do. He's running the other way. Heads it against uh, his uh, his planted foot. So, you know, nothing he can do. Yep. But I'm just glad Sevilla won this game. Yeah, I'm glad Sevilla won this
0: game because you know he gives. La Liga, an interesting spin because, oh, yeah. you know, Barca's one point out. Real Madrid's three points out. So yeah. it's tight for that, you know, to win the league. But it just makes you question what Diego Simeone is doing. Because, like we said, he got stomped by Chelsea, out coached by by Chelsea. He barely beat Getafe 1-0. Remember that game when yeah. they went down 10 men and they could have lost that game? Yeah. Because they had the penalty late, and Jan Oblak making that brilliant save, um, you know, barely, you know, losing to Sevilla, and he didn't really create any opportunities up front. Right. Like, what's going on? In my opinion, is Diego Simeone close to being out from
1: the club? Um, I think so. I don't know how, you know, Let's is going to handle this. Only because. You know, Simeone's been there for such a long time. You know, they might just be like, okay, you know, he's a legend for the for the club. Let's hold on to him, you know, unless there's, like, that many managers out there. There's not that many top managers out there anymore, you know, given that probably the only one that I can think of that was available was Pochettino, but he always, as we know, went to PSG. So there's not that many guys out there that I, that I can see that I can take over this side. Um, but, yeah, I think he might be because just because... Yeah, there's it, it's not a lack of talent on the team there's plenty of talent you know and what was interesting too was that he took out in this game I believe it was uh, uh, Thomas Lamar who's an attacking player you know and he puts in condobia who's a true CDM when they were down you know it, it for me it made no sense so I don't know I just feel like he just doesn't necessarily know how to deal with the the team with full of full of pure talent you know you know he was he was a lot better when he when he sat back and just defended, parked the bus, and then went ahead and, and went on the counter. But you know he doesn't have players of that caliber that much anymore. At least not as a striker. You know he used to have players like Falcal, Dio Costa, who don't have you know who had pace and were workhorses. Suarez, you know he's older, he's what like thirty four, mm-hmm. so doesn't necessarily have his pace. But you know he gives defenders a hard time. So I think it's a little bit out of his uh, out of his out of his realm of his, as to what he can do with these guys, but yeah, I don't know. I, I think his time is coming to an end, and I think everyone can see it, just because of how they've let this slip, you know. And then who knows if they're going to let it slip? We don't know yet, but they 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 very well can because Barca's only one point away. Um, Madrid is three points behind Barca, so or two I can't remember. But you know, one of the one of those guys can certainly win it if well, let's go don't don't step up. And things don't get better for Let's Go either because they have to fly back to Seville over the weekend to play against Real Betis. And Luis Suarez picked up his fifth yellow, so he's missing this game. Same as Marcos Llorente. And those are the two guys that, at least for this season, have been putting up most of their goals. So they already have issues scoring goals. And now they're two of their biggest threats this season are missing that game. And the Betis is one of those teams, I believe they're sitting in fifth place. So they're a team that's trying to get into Europe, you know, even as long as he's. I'm sure they'll be happy with least Europa, but. I'm sure they want to get into... Oh, yeah, it has to be rope because there's like eight points between them and Sevilla. Yeah. So, but yeah, so things aren't looking good for go at the moment and, and we'll see what happens. Man. Yeah, because it's interesting. They could very well lose. Yeah, they
0: could very well, you know, lose. And obviously with El Clasico being this weekend yeah. as well, if one of those teams... You know, if they slip up, yeah. if they drop points, one of
1: those teams can overtake them. Exactly. So, so, it's, like, so we'll see. Yeah, like you said, sorry, I'm going to cut you off, but like you just said, and like you know Betis can certainly win this game because Betis is a good team and then if one of them you know if Betis at least forces i like to go to drop points and say Barca beats Real Madrid hope they do you know they can be <laughs> in first place for the first time this season you know which is crazy but but yeah, yeah I don't think Simeone is the right guy for the job anymore I think i to go with the talent they have they can produce a lot more a lot you know better football but but we'll see
0: yeah we'll see we'll see about that but on to the final game that happened in Liga which is Barcelona winning 1-0 against Valladolid. Yeah. And, oof, barely. that was Barely. Barely. <laughs> that was a rough game for us. Yeah. Like, obviously, we have a history of not playing well uh, after international breaks. Oh, yeah. But I don't know what was going on. Our defense was getting exposed by Valladolid like crazy. <laughs> there
1: were so many gaps. You yeah. know, like, what's going on? Yeah. Barcelona definitely got exposed a bit this game. Um, going into a Clasico, but I'm not upset, you know. <laughs> I'm, we're not complaining. <laughs> we hey, A win's com- a win, you know. Obviously, they could have played a lot better, but I'm just glad Dembélé, you know, pulled through in this game for us. You know, Messi wasn't looking too sharp either, you know. He was definitely involved, had a few chances, but was just missing the mark, you know. He wasn't, either the ball would go out wide or go straight to Jordi Masip, who's the Violet goalie, so. But yeah, Dembélé, you know, big man Dembélé ends up, you know, salvaging... The three points mm-hmm. and uh, scoring the uh, the game winner in the ninetieth minute. Mm-hmm. So
0: ninetieth minute, I was yeah. like, oh my god! And the keeper wasn't set, so like the keeper yeah. was he wasn't expecting to be able to go near post. Right, yeah. like, literally went by, um, Masip's foot, and I was like, oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. and that puts us like we said one point behind Atletico Madrid, All right, in the league. And you never know, maybe Barca can win two titles can. in an yeah, off league, in a quote
1: unquote. Off year, bro. We were 14th, we're in, sitting in 14th place in November. Now we're just one point away of Let's Go Madrid. So I'm happy, you know. I just hope we keep doing well. Hopefully, Madrid gets exposed against Liverpool, you know, and then it'll Classico. Hopefully, we can catch the three points, and, and we'll see. Hopefully, we can. We'll uh, see. We'll see. Hopefully, Let's Go loses to Real <laughs> Matisse. So, you know, if we win uh, against uh, Madrid, that'll be. You know, two points clear of Atletico, so we just can't get ahead of ourselves. Yeah, we can't get ahead of ourselves. We're we're just fantasizing. We're fantasizing. We're fantasizing it, but man, the thought of just that makes us so happy. A lot of controversy in this game too. You know, there was a a possible handball against Jordi Alba. In my opinion, I don't. There's nothing he can do. He's in a. uh, I think it was. You know, I was watching it on Bean Sports. I think it was Phil Shane and Ray Hudson. And Ray Hudson, they're saying, "Oh, it's a clear handball." Mm -hmm. It's like, bro, he took a touch. The the, the player is already right in front of him. He takes a touch, the player hits the ball, and as Runia was running, it smacks his hand. Barely, you know? What is he supposed to do from that position? P- tuck his hand behind his back? There's no way. It's definitely, uh, you know, a, it's something that's natural and part of the game, you know? It's, and they were saying it's a, a natural, I think it was Full Shane said, it was a, a natural unnatural positioning of the hand. It's like, bro, he's mid-stride. What do you expect him to do? It's mm-hmm. like he's jumping, and he puts his arms up trying to uh, uh, block a cross, you know? Mm-hmm. Literally it's it's from less than two feet away, you know? Nothing he can do. It happened like exactly. this. It was an instant. And they're saying, Oh, hey, uh, PK it's like it's not a PK, get out of here. Yeah, on, no, that's I would Pique. expect more from you guys. Come on. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Y'all y'all are supposed to be an side. right. Man. And then uh and then Dembele, you know, he gets tackled um, from behind and uh, but I forget what player it was, but uh he ends up getting getting tackled. Looked pretty nasty in my opinion. No yeah. no attempt to play the ball and you know Everyone's saying, hey, oh, what this and that, like, come on, guys. See? Nah, it was a red. Yeah, it was a red. You know, he goes in with one leg, and you can see him try to swim with his left foot as well, trying to trying to hurt Dembele. Mm-hmm. So it was in my day, in my eyes. You can say I'm biased or what, but clear record. Yeah, to be honest, like, Dembele got very ran into Bruno's knee yeah. at the end, and he just, like, got clobbered. And he clobbered, and even if you put it in slow motion or not, Bruno had enough time to react. He saw Dembele grab the ball and he went ahead and put his knees in his face exactly like, so on. yeah it was just a dirty play and
0: yeah, yeah you can say we're, um, you know, we're biased because we're Barca fans but that's a red I don't care who you are yeah. if that happened to any other team that's a red yeah 100% and
1: it wasn't just because it happened to Barca. If it would happened to Madrid I would have been like, you know it's a red card as well
0: mm-hmm. so. so you know you can't say much about that but that concludes our uh, you know coverage <laughs> of the, the weekend, weekend games but we have some predictions that are going down we got Champions League that's happening today, and it's back. And love we, it. We love to see it. So today, we have two games. Have yes. Real Madrid-Liverpool and Manchester City versus Borussia Dortmund. Chris, yes. give me your scoreline for the Real Madrid-Liverpool
1: game. So with my bracket, I had Madrid going through, but if it's Liverpool... Plays the way they played over the weekend. I might have to. My bracket might be a little off. <laughs> I'm gonna say Liverpool wins this game away from home, two to one.
0: Wee, okay, okay. Well, in my bracket, I had Liverpool advance, <laughs> and obviously, Real Madrid going against Ibar, It's not a hard team. Liverpool playing against Arsenal, really good team. Well, supposedly a good team. They're a pretty good team, right. but you know, and absolutely dominating them. I just you know. In my opinion, if Dio Jota plays as a CF instead of Bobby Firmino, I think it gives him a better chance at winning this game. Um, obviously, Madrid not having their two center backs is key. Exactly. You know, Varane being out, Ramos being injured. That's massive for okay. Liverpool's front line because obviously we know what Liverpool's front line is capable of doing. For sure. So I'm going to say Liverpool wins this game 2-0. 2-0? 2-0. Oof. Right. So, Real Madrid is going to have a hard time coming back. Yeah. All right. In I the second you. game, we have Manchester City versus Dortmund. Yes, sir. It's going to be a good game. Erlen Holland versus pretty much Man City. <laughs> so, in my opinion, this game's going to go. Uh, yeah, Man City is just too good. As a collective, as an 11 man squad,
1: Yeah.
0: unstoppable, in my opinion. Right. And Dortmund, they have a couple players here and there, but you have. They've ha- we've seen them be vulnerable in the back and in the midfield, and yeah. Man City would just eat those up. So I think
1: Man City is going to win this game like three one. Damn, that's what I was going to go with. Jeez. Yeah, I was going to go with a three one win as well. Oh, I'll, I'll cut. We'll we'll have the same score line this yeah. game. Yeah, I'm gonna go uh, Man City winning three one. Yes, Dortmund have Erling Haaland. They have Sancho, but overall, you know, it's not just one man a, a man squad. And the way that, you know, Man City from Ederson all the way up to the front line have been playing this season has been, you know, remarkable. So, I'm going to say, same thing, scoreline 3-1. Haaland, I'm going to give Haaland the goal. Yeah, I feel you. I was going uh, to give, like, Sancho the goal. Sancho? Yeah. I'm going to give it to Haaland. Why not? I feel you. I feel <laughs> but uh,
0: only because it is Haaland, so. Yeah, that is true. And so, and tomorrow, we have two more games. Yes, sir. We have Bayern Munich versus Paris Saint Germain, and we have Porto versus Chelsea. Chris, tell me your
1: scoreline for the Bayern PSG game. So, another one, for Bayern. But, uh, it's not going to matter, in my opinion. I'm going to say Bayern's going to win this game. Oh, I'm going to go with the 2 1 for this one. Okay. Same scoreline line okay. is Liverpool, Real Madrid for today. Okay. I see you. Um,.
0: Yeah, so Bayern played this weekend against RB Leipzig and they beat them one nil. Mm-hmm. Two more teams, team. <laughs> yeah. But and then PSG lost, lost to Lille, to Lille one nil. So two polar ends of the spectrum. Um, in my opinion, P- I pick PSG to pick to win and win both win this tie. I'm gonna say like a one one. I'm gonna give it a tie.
1: Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a, I'm gonna give game,
0: it a tie. A Just you know because i don't see either team i think it's going to be back and forth but oh, yeah. i don't see anyone really like scoring in my opinion like massively so i'm going to say a 1-1 yeah
1: this is a repeat of last year's final exactly so, uh, so
0: i'll so we'll see i say 1-1 but yeah, and then the next game we have porto versus chelsea so porto obviously we saw what they did against juventus mm-hmm. and chelsea just coming off a really really bad loss like a really bad loss like to um to west brom and you know this is their time to you know make a statement be like right. that's just a fluke game this isn't how we play um in my opinion i think chelsea's going to come to this game intense i don't think they're going to do the same thing Juventus did and just like relax take them easy i think they're going to take porto very seriously yeah so i think ps uh my bad not psg chelsea <laughs> will win this game i'm going to give it like a like a
1: 2-1 2-1 yeah i was going to say something similar but i'm thinking more of a 2-0 for chelsea same exact reason, you know, I'm going to say, just like you said, you know, Chelsea had a fluke game against West Brom. Obviously, what what hindered them the most was not having, or ha- having Thiago Silva get sent off. Because until then, they were playing a good game, you know, like they were going to have one goal away, like they were going to, you know, convert another soon, but they didn't turn out that way. Uh, I think it's a, actually an eye-opener as well for Chelsea. Um, I think it's uh you know they're they're going to tidy up a bit more, clean it up and uh, go ahead and win this game 2-0. Okay, I feel on that. And the last game which
0: was Napoli versus Juventus, which is whew, which big is game. on Wednesday as well. Yeah, on Wednesday as well. Really, this one's before before the Champions, Champions League 12/25. So, right. So, obviously Juventus playing iffy. Not playing their best right now. Napoli coming off a massive win even though it was against the last, last place, place team. <laughs> In the division. So, you know, it's like 50-50 in my opinion. Like, So, based on how the teams are playing right now and the talent that both teams have, I'm going to give it... I think it's going to be like how Juventus... I think they're going to rely a lot on their forwards, in my opinion. And yeah. I think their forwards are going to... I think Alvaro Morata has to have a massive game this game. And I think he's at least going to score. In my opinion, I think
1: he's going to score two. So, Oof. I'm going to give it like a 3-2 Ventus. I'm 3 gonna get, two I'm going to really tight. Alright, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to go with the 2-1 Napoli win. Ooh, yeah. okay. you based on their win against the last place <laughs> team in the division? No, I don't know. I mean, you know, both teams aren't obviously in the best form right now, but I'm going to just give it to, just to spice things up, I'll give it to Napoli. Okay. Uh, you know, obviously, they came back. You know, Napoli's been, has been having a, a rough season. You know, Got two seals last season at the club as well. I know the, their players want to ball out for him, so I'll just give it to to Napoli based off of a good faith. Okay, so. I feel you. Like, I feel this. Like. So that concludes this episode
0: of the Christian Inter of the Canos and as <laughs> a <say> Christian Interiors <laughs> Podcast. Well, it's glad. Well, yeah, hey, I took over, guys. We're back, <laughs> and that's all that matters. We're
1: back. And Chris, any final words you want to say to the people? I uh, just happy to be back and just massive games. Um, massive end of the season, really. So uh, keep a keep a lookout, listen listening to our content, and make sure to subscribe and uh, follow us on Spotify. Instagram and Spotify. Spotify and Instagram, you already know.
0: But any final words you want to say? KTP baby, K T P baby. We love y'all. Stay safe and peace. Peace out.